Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. R. Spear. R. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Daily Creed Podcast Show. And today we have Matthew Brackett. He was born the 10th of 13 children in, to Gloria and Charles Brackett in a small town of New England. Matthew left home at 18 on an adventure of service and formal ministry as a Catholic priest for 30 years that led him to Italy, Ireland, England, Colombia, Chile, and Mexico, along with a few years of active duty as a chaplain in the United States Navy. He is now launching Bracket Alliance to continue to serve as a coach, consultant, and educator around the beautiful complexities of the human element in relationship, leadership, fellowship, and diversity. Thank you, Matthew, for being a guest on our show. I'm excited to hear what you uh, have to talk about and learn more about your story, and uh, just glad to have you here. Thank you, JR. Thank you very much for this opportunity to be with you and to be with your audience. Yeah. Well, I always like to everyone to start off to just kind of go into a little bit about what you do, but also tell people the reason why you're doing what you're doing. What inspires you the most? All right. Let's break that down. Yes. So you read in the introduction kind of my background. And um, so, yeah, 20 years as, as an active uh, in active ministry as a priest, 10 years really as preparation education for that. But that's why I say 30 years in that specific world and ministry. And that was a lot that I could talk about just around that decision of stepping away from that. Right? And then there's a lot that we could talk, you know, you're, 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 you were in the Navy, you know, and so there's a lot we could talk that way, a lot we, that we have in common. Um, but what do I really, I, I left home at the age of 18 because I wanted to make a difference in the world. I wanted to do something very meaningful and stepping into, into that calling of, of ministry as a priest was the way that I, I saw that, that that made sense then. Um, over time, it, it didn't really be, it ended up not being the, the right fit over time. A lot of things just kind of revealed that to me. And, and so, but the, but the desire to serve the human person, the desire to continue to make a difference in the world, in people's lives, to do something really meaningful and drove me then to, to see coaching and educational field as, as a way to continue to make a difference. So in, in my business, Bracket Alliance, and I like, I like the word alliance because part of what I do, it's a partnership with alliance with people and helping them reach the goals that they want to reach and also to, of self-improvement, of just being better human beings in the personal and professional realms. But also I want to... Um, I want to, I also bring maybe over time, bring other people into the business and so that we can offer much better quality, right? So there's an alliance through that. So in there's really two aspects to what I do with, and it all has to do with the human element, right? How we lead ourselves and how we lead others. Part of it is coaching and whether it be individual coaching, really for people in leadership positions, whether that be, I know a lot of your audience is small business leaders and business people, entrepreneurs. So I work with small business people, mid-sized business and especially the C-suite or leadership people around personal development and how they lead themselves. So that's one aspect. And under that umbrella, I also do some relationship coaching. Again, still the human element. It's how a human being re relates to another, whether it be in the workplace, but also in the romantic space. So I do some of that as well. And, and then there's the educational side. 
one thing about the coaching as well and the education, it's any sector, whether it be the corporate sector, whether it be the educational sector, whether it be the religious sector, political, um, military, right? Like those are really the audience I, I, I adapt it, I tailor it to, to each audience. The coaching and then the and the educational piece. The educational piece really has a lot to do with, I like education just because of what the word means, right? Some people use training, but offering knowledge, right? And then just an educational journey and experience of really around the human element. First of all, just personal development. So there's certain, certain topics that I will deal with with that. And then there's um, leadership, um, the leadership element as regards ethics, ethics and leadership, which is is really important. I call it the ethical edge in leadership. Other aspects, just different things around leadership, um, lead, leading groups and teams, um, you know, dysfunctional and functional healthy leadership and all different aspects just around different topics in leadership. And then and part of that so is the, how I lead myself, but also how I lead my people. Why leadership? It's sort of, a, it's become that word that it kind of means everything and nothing all at the same time because yeah. it's used so much and everyone is called the leadership expert and this and that. Um, part of I, why I step into this field is for really probably two reasons. One is, as John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, leadership is, it's a doorway into making a big difference in people's lives, whether it be positive or whether it be negative. Um, the second reason I said I had two, but I probably have three. Second reason is I was in a lot of leadership positions, so I um, so I bring a lot of experience. And then uh, my master's degree in the psychology of leadership from Penn State offers a lot of just I think um, academic and professional knowledge, so that I can bring substance to people and not just you know sort of nice theories that that sound nice, right? But a lot of research-based science and that that can then could be applied into into behaviors and to and to roll out a plan. So that's why leadership and, and because I'm passionate about the human element, really, I'm just passionate about how we lead ourselves and then how we lead others because of the difference that that makes in the world, the difference that makes in organizations. And again, in any type of sector that we're talking about, it makes a huge difference. And there's something I read the other day where <laughs> some survey of a lot of people, it was like 95% of, no, it wasn't, it was 85% said that the most stressful job part about their job was their boss. Right. And so there's a lot of interesting data there that says, all right, well, yes. And, and part of this, why I'm also passionate about it is because um, self-awareness I've done, I've had to do life led me through a lot of difficulties and trials and darkness. So I had to learn to lead myself better. And so it makes me very passionate about just the whole thing about self-awareness and all of our blind spots into, and to bring light to those spaces so that all of us, we can lead ourselves better and we can lead others better. There's a lot of in leadership positions because of whatever whatever it is around the personality or just people in leadership positions often have a lot of blind spots and they're unwilling because of the position they're in. Sometimes they're just unwilling to look at those because they're they think or they're meant to think that they have everything together. Yeah. Right? And so um, and that's not always the case. So thank you. Yeah. So there, there's a a couple things. First off, you know, being a chaplain in the in the in the Navy is definitely a unique job, and and I, I want to point that out because. You know, my job in the military, I was actually an RP, so I was a religious program specialist where I protected someone like you in the service uh, during right. the time of war. And then here you are as a chaplain. And it's a very unique job uh, as you know, being in the military as a priest, a chaplain, whatever whatever you want to call it, doesn't really 
matter on the, the branch of the services, because I personally believe that chaplains are some of the most powerful people in the military from a leadership standpoint, because they're counseling the biggest, the top leaders in the military. So they're counseling the presidents, they're counseling the CEOs, the battalion commanders, the, you know, the exo sergeant majors. I mean, all the top individuals and majority of them are going to respect what they say because you technically you're a man of the cloth. And so, and so, uh, <laughs> you, it's, it's really cool to, to know that you have that experience. And, um, you know, I had a lot of really good times. I also had a lot of really bad times in the military and, and, and stuff like that. But what, what did you learn from the military as, you know, as a leader, but also from a leadership role as a chaplain in the service? Thank you, JR. Yes. Well, we've, we've shared a few stories around that. And and I well, what you said it impacted me a lot as a chaplain is one of the most powerful people because I had never envisioned it as that. But um, but you're right. A chaplain is given a very sacred space and sacred confidence, which can be lost very quickly. And I've, I've seen that happen in, in other chaplains. Thankfully, I, I was I had a very good experience in that regard. But we are we're given because of who we are and what we represent. We're given a lot of trust until we lose it, right? But so keeping that trust and and we're given for people that don't understand how a chaplain works, but we're there to protect and facilitate, you know, religious freedom and religious practice among among the armed forces, among our people that serve, and we're there to care for our people. And I love that aspect because it was it was independent of anything, right? Independent of creed or faith background, people. And so a lot of people didn't even know what my faith background is because they knew that I was a chaplain and I was available and I was there and I was there for them and I was there to care for them, usually in the more difficult times. But you rejoice with people and also you're with them when they're going through the rough times. And then one of the aspects that you mentioned is we're there as advisors, as advisors to leadership. Right. And so I in my, in my job at the base that I worked, I advised seven commanders right, and from the 04, 05, 06 level. Right around, and they expect us to advise from our perspective, which is really the human element, right? And how we and the command climate and all that. And the, the, thankfully, the people that I worked with, they valued my role and what I would bring to them, and always respecting confidentiality. But they they valued my insight and my perspective um, very much, and they. They, I forget the images that some of my commanders would use, but they were like, you, know, you have your ear to the ground in a way that no one else does, right? And so you're picking up on a lot of things that we can't pick up. You're, you're sort of a, like an intelligence officer, right? But again, I insist always respecting the confidentiality of our people, but to be able to bring the vibe and, and offer a perspective that, that my commanders valued and how they dealt with situations, because they, you know, they have to deal with it from the military perspective, but they also, they're dealing with human beings, and, and I would bring that perspective of, of the human element and how to do that and, the, and what I would consider the best way. Right? And so I, was, I would offer advisements around that. So, again, a very sacred space, which, um, which I felt honored to, uh, to step into and to, and to be present in. Yeah, that, that's really cool. And I definitely acknowledge that and saw a lot of that while I was in the service. I mean, it was really cool just being in the middle of the, of the desert of Iraq and then you know, going out to the different fobs with the chaplain and visiting with the other Marines and stuff like that. And even, even just patrolling the city with our CO and Sergeant Major and just uh, the level of trust and respect and the opportunities that we got to do and be part of was uh, some that most don't even get to experience. But just like you say, it's an, it's an advising role, but it's also a way to be able to serve and make an impact with other people, which, which I take a lot of my experience as an RP and into my business world, because I learned how to connect people. I learned how to serve people in a big way and learn how to serve them in a way of, of, you know, when they're broken at the worst, you know, it's like mm -hmm. most of them don't even know when they're going to be coming back home or if they're going to be coming back home. And we have to learn to find ways to boost their morale 
and give them encouragement and support for the, you know having hope, knowing that there there is that that we we would try to make mm-hmm. it better. And in our businesses, the same way as entrepreneurs, we got to learn to serve in a, in a way to when people feel like they're at the lowest to try to give them the morale and support of hope that they can do it. So uh, there's so many aspects as a chaplain or even as an RP that I've carried over to my entrepreneur world. Um, one thing I would love for you to hit on is uh, something you said about how to lead ourselves, because I think a lot of people, when they think of leadership, they think of leading just other people. They don't think about the aspect of leading ourselves. And I would love to, for you to kind of break that down of what that looks like. And then some some action steps that people can take when it comes to taking action on learning to lead themselves. Sure. Thank you. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I try to, I take a holistic approach to, to leadership. You know, when we talk about leadership, it's process, process of influence of someone over a group of people to achieve a goal. Um, but the way I define leadership is, is first and foremost, it's it's process of being and behaviors, right? So part of it starts with my own being because we transmit a lot through who we are, right? Whether it be the energy, whether it be the, the, the what we put off, you know, and just who we are as human beings that has direct influence and I am not only in the professional space, but all in the person in the personal space, you know, talk about family, right? Relationships and family is the first is also one of the a space of great leadership, right? So leading ourselves um, and it's a journey. I want to be very clear. It's not, we never, we never stop learning how to lead ourselves, but it's, it's such a beautiful journey because we are, and this is sounds a bit philosophical, but we are a mystery to ourselves and how we unveil that mystery in our own eyes. This is really important. And we do that through reflection, through personal development, through, you know, a lot of introspection. Now introspection can be brought to an extreme, right? There's people that are just, you know, sort of addicted to introspection and personal development, right? So everything in balance. Um, But that ability is very important, right? Then the ability to just look at ourselves in the mirror. And then the third aspect is that ability to look at myself through the eyes of the other, whether it be my spouse, whether it be with my children, whether it be the people that I lead, that because that very much has to do with our personal that we learn a lot of ourselves through the eyes of others right i'm not saying that the way others sees us is always totally accurate but there's always valuable information in that so i just think that the, the we will be more successful in leading others if we have been successful in leading ourselves um and i also another aspect i would add to this is the principle of followership which also came out in my introduction right um how how good am I, capable am I in following? I think that's the first step to leadership is how I can follow. Um, how I can follow a leader, how I can follow guidelines, how I can follow guidance, how I can follow information, right? my ability to, and I think in the military, I saw that a lot. There's this, I think it was just so important. How good am I at following? Because that's that's a school for leadership. So those, I'm briefly, but I just kind of highlighted a few things of why I think that is important. And now, why do we resist that? We resist it because sometimes we have our blind spots because it's uncomfortable to personal development is very uncomfortable. Introspection is very uncomfortable. We're going to discover corners and little closets of, of things that, that are ugly that we don't like. And we require humility because humility is about being grounded in the truth, the truth about ourselves, the truth about others, right? And, and living according to that truth. So so that's why it's difficult, challenging, and, and it requires a lot of courage. And I believe that true leaders are courageous. So let's have that first courage, that have the courage to really face yourself and to lead yourself with uh, with greater integrity. 
and, and going back to the Navy, right, uh, into the Marine Corps, honor, courage, and commitment, right, when we serve with Marines. And so I would spin that, you know, with the Marines, I said, have, honor your humanity, honor everything about yourself, have the courage to face it and to embrace it, right, and be committed to developing, to personal development, and to leading yourself. Yeah, those are some powerful words and uh, definitely ones that I even instill into my everyday life today and what I try to do and which is part of our creed, you know, commitment, resilience, excellence, execution and discipline. But, you know, from day one, when you put your two feet on those yellow footprints in boot camp, you know, we're taught about honor, about courage, about commitment, about serving the core and and our country and doing it to the best that we can. So because there there is no stopping or letting down when you're in the middle of the fight, you know, you, you can't be that coward just just ducks, hides and runs, you know, because you're <laughs> people to your left and right are counting on you. And mm-hmm. in, my, in my aspect, you know, I the chaplain was always counting on me. So it's like I I had not just me, but I had uh, the other people, the chaplain that I that I had to protect during that time. And I think that's part of leadership too, is like we, we've, we tend so much people, so many people in society become so selfish and narcissist, narcissist, whatever that narcissist uh, with themselves that they, they stop thinking about other people and they always have the mindset of what's in it for me versus mm. going into the mindset about what's in it for them. And mm. if we shift that mindset from a leadership and a following standpoint, I mean, your whole business, your life, your relationship, everything will change. And one thing I teach all of our clients is when you're doing a connection call, when you're doing meeting someone for the first time, when you have a proposal or a sales call, whatever it is, you got to go with the mindset of what's in it for them. But most of us go into the mindset of what's in it for me. How can I get them to join my program? How can I get them to buy me? How can I get them to buy my my products and services versus going in there and be like, oh man, what like feel like the doctor. You know, I'm the doctor. I'm trying to prescribe the problems that you have. How can I figure out a solution to help solve that? And mm-hmm. I'm, and it's shifting your mindset because so many people are thinking about what do am I going to say next mm-hmm. versus being present in that moment for what they're for what the other person is saying. So a lot of what you're saying is so true. And it's learning to be committed to the process, but also the people that you're serving and you're talking to, because ultimately that's why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. I think you bring a lot of value to a lot of people that you could definitely give and offer. And you're, you're just getting started. You're you're evolving. You're making a big difference and impact. <laughs> and yet you got 30 years of experience and leadership and you know, leading to other people, it's almost like our journey is always growing and, and kind of feel like what's next type thing. And is, uh, yes. Which is, which Thank is, you, JR. Yeah. Thank you for that. Let me, if you don't mind, I'll interject something there. It is, I think just being in ministry, we're, we're offered a very special space into people's lives and a, win, a very unique window into humanity. Right. And I want to continue to use that moving forward to serve people. And as you were saying, there's two things that come to my mind is, there's a, you know, competition is a big thing, but whether it be in romantic relationships or whether it be also in business, I think it's not about competing, but it's about completing, right? And I take that phrase from John Maxwell. And then one other thing from him as well is the people of value that we want to offer value, right? So that value can grow in the world. And I think in your business, people that they listen to you, I think if the more we can do that, the better, because we're looking, then it's a win-win, right? Yeah. And if I'm just trying to whatever, sell, sell products because I want to make money and I don't care how it goes for you, well, that's not a win-win and that's not offering, I'm not offering value. Right. And that, like you said, it's not really being present to what my people need, whether it be my clients or whether it be people that work for me. And this human element, and it's becoming more and more, it's sort of like there's a, there's a cry out there in the world that there's a, for more of this. People want to be seen and valued and not used. Right. And so um, I think there's, there's, I think there's a beauty in that. So oh, that, that's, that's really good. 
And uh, I, I definitely agree with you when it comes about complimenting each other. And there, there's a good friend of mine that I, I we kind of partner together in some business aspects. And he says the most beautiful partnership is when both parties work hard to try to compete against the other person to be better. So because mm-hmm. if you're both competing against each other to always outdo the other person to be better, well, then that's the best partnership and, right. and leadership. And I never heard that before until he taught, was telling me that recently. And uh, it definitely stuck with me and really made me think, but it all boils down to complimenting each other as well. And, and what you're saying. So, because mm-hmm. uh, if we're competing against each other to always improve and outdo the other person and each party is doing that to the best of their ability, well, then they're going to compliment each other. And then especially when they're going after the same mission. So, mm-hmm. which coming from the military, everything's about being mission focused. So right. like, what's our mission? Right. Learn, attack the hill, right? Or what we say, kill the hill. So, uh, <laughs> Sure, you heard that plenty of plenty of times. Um, <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, one question I ask every person that comes on my show is like, "What is your creed?" And you already hit on this quite a bit, but I love for you to break this down uh, as simple as you can. But what is the one thing that you are most committed to? That you're going to be resilient even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best, and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So, Matthew, what is your creed? Thank you, Jaron. Um. Let me, I'm going to bring that in two directions. One is just with myself, right? The commitment and resilience to my own development. And I've been through some very difficult times in life and where I didn't know if my life was worth living and everything lost meaning and what seemingly lost purpose. And the, the, and I don't see this as uh, other people see this as, as a strength and courage. And I don't know, I didn't feel courageous and strong at that moment, but I kept walking right? and I trusting right, in my relationship with, with God and in reaching out to people who really supported me, it, I had to dig deep. And so it was my personal commitment to myself and to living aligned and, and to living resilient and to living my faith and to living my values. Right. Um, and then the second part of that is my commitment to this, the, the complex beauty of the human person and their development. I, I love people and I want people to be happy, fulfilled and successful. Um, and that looks different in so many ways. And so a lot of my services is how can I help you do that? How can I support you in that journey? Right? And I tailor all my services to help you or your people achieve that goal. Very cool. I love that. I love uh, the commitment to your own de- self-development, but also to serving and impacting other people. That's a, it's an awesome creed and I absolutely love it. Cool. Well, I'm going to be posting some of your contact information in the show notes. So if anyone wants to be able to get in touch with you, wants to develop better in leadership and to excel and figure out what that looks like and just have a conversation with you, they'll be able to get in touch with you that way. And so for all of you listeners out there, make sure that you guys go to the show notes. If you want to reach out to Matthew Brackett and have a further conversation, He is an amazing connector. He is an amazing listener and he definitely wants to serve and help you. So if you guys are looking for ways to accelerate, level up your leadership in both your your personal, your professional life, and even in your relationships, Matthew is going to be the guy that you want to be able to talk to. So thank you so much, Matthew, for being a guest on our show today. And until next time. Thank you, JR. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. As you say, Semper Fi. Yeah. Hoorah. All right. Semper Fi. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with jr spear if you want to get more leads and grow your business head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today that's fitprofunnels.com and to connect with jr online check him out on facebook at jr.spear.3 or feel free to join the facebook group at fitprofunnels and you can also find him on instagram at jr.spear